Bud Selig could see it coming. He did not know exactly which great player was going to be overlooked by the capricious impulses of baseball fans, but he was certain it was going to be somebody he loved. The commissioner had brought this agony on himself by approving a commercial gimmick he suspected might backfire. A credit card company, a major sponsor, would arrange for fans to select the top 25 players of the 20th century using computerized punch cards. The winners would be announced during the World Series of 1999. The drawback, and Selig knew it right away, was that this election could produce an injustice for some great players who had concluded their careers before the current generation of fans, before cable television began displaying endless loops of home runs by sluggers who were mysteriously growing burlier by the hour. In addition to being the commissioner, with all the crass business decisions that post entails, Selig is a legitimate fan who grew up in Milwaukee, whose mother took him to Chicago and New York, giving him a lifelong appreciation for the game. Knowing, just knowing, that some great players would be left out by mathematical inevitability, Selig did the prudent, fretting, consensual, quintessential Bud Selig thing. He arranged for an oversight committee that would add five players, making it a top 30 team. He just knew. Selig's premonition came true when voting closed on September 10, 1999. Pete Rose, who had been banned from baseball after blatantly denying he had gambled on games, was among the top nine outfielders on the all-century team. Stan Musial, with his perfect image, who ranked among the top ten hitters who ever played, was mired at eleventh. Stan the man, and also ran. Ugh, Selig groaned a decade later from deep in his innards. How could they vote Pete Rose on that team before the great Stan Musial? You look at Musial's stats. Oh, oh I can't emphasize enough to you my regard for him, not only as a player, but when I got to know him in later years, when he came to Cooperstown, I can't begin to tell you what a wonderful human being he is. His voice rising to an aggrieved squeal, Selig continued, Did he deserve to be there? Are you kidding me? That, to me, was the biggest shock of the whole thing. I felt an incredible sadness. I said, This is impossible. I love Stan Musial, Selig added. He was just awesome. I watched him eleven, twelve times a year. I saw him in Ebbets Field, where they called him Stan the Man, because that's what he was. I'm seventy-four years old, and I still say, in a kid-like way, Wow, Selig said, gaining steam. And if you were trying to win a game in the eighth or ninth inning, you didn't want to see him up. In Old Sportsman's Park, with that screen, he would pepper it. He was the man in every way. It would have been easy enough for voters to look up Musial's statistics. Even in 1999, everybody had access to instant electronic information. And this is what Stan Musial accomplished. 22 seasons, a career batting average of 331, with 725 doubles, 177 triples, 1,951 runs batted in. Three times the National League's most valuable player. Seven batting championships. He led the league in total bases and slugging percentage six times each, and he led the league in doubles eight times and triples five times. 
Musial also hit 475 home runs and struck out only 696 times in his entire career, 22 seasons, an astounding ratio in contrast to the chemically enhanced worthies of recent vintage, who strike out 696 times per season, or so it seems. Oh, yes, and Musial was also the most beloved great player of his time, was never thrown out of a game. And yet the fans of the Internet age, with all that information available to them, did not see fit to include him among the top twenty-five.